0: Hello, I am Mark Tucker. And I am Alan Furstenberg and welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey, welcome, Alan. Good to see you again, Mark. Always great to to sit down and and just be able to chat and kind of explore some ideas with you. Yeah, we had a good time with that.
1: We've talked about, uh, you know, uh, just recently, uh, things about uh, post-APL. We've we've talked about exploring APL together.
0: We've Uh, talked about some speech markdown stuff. Some changes for that. Yeah. And, and it actually turns out, I kind of have a question for you. Okay. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll put it this way. So I work on a project called Multivocal. Yes. And this is a library that I've developed that's meant to be used as part of um, the, the webhook fulfillment. So when when we say things, one of the uh, one of the ways that it gets handled through a skill or an action is either Alexa or the assistant uh, takes that and sends some JSON to code that we control, and we'll call this various things webhook is is one of the terms that we tend to use. Fairly early on, I was not happy with how Google's standard library for this worked, and I wasn't happy at all with how with how Amazon's library for this works. So I started working on my own that I called Multivocal, which takes a very different approach to it, which we can kind of talk about another time. I don't okay. want to get too far into that, but for for folks who are starting out, there are other ways to to handle fulfillment. You know, I know you like using Jovo, and Jovo does some amazing stuff, both on the fulfillment side and just for the the design and, and building side. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Jovo has that Multivocal doesn't is it actually supports Alexa. I've never gotten around to supporting Alexa till now. Um, but I- until, yeah, right. until now? Yeah, until now. So um, both you and Dana Gibson have been nudging me more and more to, to work on Alexa support for it. And I, I finally started taking a peek at what it would take. And I've, I've done some of it before because um, Multivocal evolved from a, a previous library that did have support for both platforms, but it's evolved a lot since then. And one of the things that is challenging is that at the time I wrote it, Dialogflow kind of had two pieces of information that it would send when an intent got triggered. And again, I like to think about an intent just represents what the user says or does usually with some parameters to, to give details about what they said or did. It's not how you handle that. That's what we're writing. It's what they said or did. Dialogflow enhances that though, with a field that it used to call action, which in hindsight is a poorly named term the action represents a a slightly higher level notion of an intent. So multiple intents, multiple ways that we say something may represent the same action that we're trying to do. So for example, if I was at the end of a page that I was reading and I, I could say, go to the next page, or it could tell me you're at the end of a page do you want to go to the next one? And I would say, yes, it's a kind of weak example, but those in some ways are two kind of different intents. One is just representing the fact that I'm saying something affirmative, whereas the other one is concretely me saying, go to the next page. Right. Both of those, however, really kind of want to elicit the same action going to the next page. So dialogue flow has this as a concept that could be attached to intents. So while each intent has to have a unique name, the action can be shared amongst multiple intents. So I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of thinking through this.
1: So I know that there, um, like Jovo has the concept of states and that's good in the, I'm dealing with this part, the sub, you know, sub part of my system. And these are the intents that I care about. So I've got, if I say this, I, I, you know, I want to handle this, I want to handle this, I want to handle this. Um, and usually those are all kind of wrapped around this, this question that gets asked. So some question gets asked and you can respond to it in various different ways. And I, you know, I, I very much have situations where you ask a question, you know, would you like to go to the next item? Might be the question that I ask and the person might say yes, or they might say next. Both of those are the same thing, but no, isn't no is kind of more of the same as cancel. So if you say no or cancel, then it, um, it leaves that state. And if you say something that's not in this list of things that you handle, then maybe the main action is to reprompt with the same question or a variation of the question that was asked because you haven't, you haven't finished that step of the conversation. So you can't, you can't really go on. So I right. understand that. And so that's, so state is kind of that idea. And then like you throw into a visual interface as well, you might have a next button, which does the same thing as if you were to say next, and those are different in, in, in APL, you can have a button and right. map it or not map it to something that you say.
0: So, so we can, so we can states related, but not entirely related mm-hmm. to it. It's, and actually we will get to my next part of the question. Um, so,
1: so, you, so you're talking about in this case, I think like, yes, and next would be the same action and right. no and cancel would be the same action. And you could elicit responses based on the action as opposed to right. what the intent was.
0: Right. So multivocal was designed around this concept of an action Okay. being there. You could use intents, but it made more sense in a lot of cases to just use the action that was also being provided. Action builder when they released it ditched the notion of an action for uh, in an attempt to make things more clear when it was named and instead call this a handler name okay. so you could hook up multiple intents to use the same handler name and then on in your webhook you would take so you know do something based on what the handler name was set to. Multivocal maps that to an action. So it's on multivocal side, it treats them the same. Um, Dialogflow CX, the new version of Dialogflow also has a handler name, same concept. Mm-hmm. The Alexa skills kit doesn't. As far as I can tell, all it's sending me is an intent name. And it's not even doing that in some cases.
1: Yeah. So, so I, the, two frameworks that I'm most familiar with is Alexa skills kit version two, which has this new paradigm where you have a can handle handle um, pair. So you've got something that queries like, can, can, can this block of code handle the situation that I'm at currently? And you can, what that typically maps to though is like, Oh, it does is the request that comes in is the intent of a certain intent. and, uh, and, it could be and this other variable set, and it could be uh, and has a slot value that's this. So, so the can handle kind of determines on if the handle even gets called or not, or if yeah. it if, if it shuffles on to the next one and checks, and 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 you get less and less specific as it goes down the chain until some general purpose handler happens, or like
0: no like no for the
1: fallback. Th- yeah, go ahead.
0: Now, now two things there. We'll deal with fallback intents another time. Yeah. Um. One is that sounds like it's great for handling state type stuff.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Okay. and, and the, the thing is, is, is that the frameworks themselves, neither you know, Jovo nor um, Alexa skills uh, version two has support for this mapping. You would have to do something where if you, that you'd have to say, if the intent is this, and, and more likely you'd have to say is if the state is this and the intent is this, this, or this, then the action is this. And then set the, set the action someplace on, you can usually like just tack it onto the request so that later something else can pick it up. So maybe all your can handles or things could, uh, or maybe there's even just more of a general purpose one where it does this mapping and then it calls multivocal to say, this is the action that I care about, give me right. back the response and I'm gonna return. So that was the second question that I had
0: is where is this mapping itself? Is it in the webhook library that ASK offers or is it in something you set up in the skill?
1: Yeah. So what you're going to have to do is set up something in the skill. Oh,
0: interesting. Um, the okay. way
1: that uh, the way that Alexa Skills Kit does it, they have this um, this concept of interceptors. There's a request interceptor that happens after the request comes in, but before anything handles it, before it goes through that whole pipeline, checking all the can handles. So you could do a request interceptor that is a intent state to action mapper or something like that, and then um,
0: And then, how is that sent to the webhook? There's uh, there's a field in the JSON that is that this is so. Sent
1: in? Well, no. So this is this is the this is this is actually code inside of the skills webhook.
0: Okay. Would, so the, that you would okay. define
1: this interceptor. Sorry.
0: Okay. Clear we, okay. This. So so this would so so this is something that Multivocal needs to duplicate, which is kind of where I was going with this.
1: Yeah. So Multivocal would need to add if if. of the main or one of the main features of multivocal is being able to select the response based on an action, then you're going to need to either put the onus on the developer to as they code these different things, then their main job inside the handler would be to determine what that action is and then call multivocal and and get the response. Or you could, if you could do it in like a general uh, mapping sort of way, you might be able to do one of these request interceptors. That would do the different mapping, and the developer would probably still have to set up. Like, if you're in this state and this thing happens, then the action is this. Right. And then in the in the handler, um, you could even just it could maybe if it's even just one main handler that says if the action is sent, then get the response from Multivocal. Otherwise, you could do all these other ones. Right.
0: There are well, so here's the thing. This is definitely something that I can put in Multivocal. Um, so I don't think I need the request interceptor. So I wouldn't need the ASK library. I would just be taking the, the JSON that comes in itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the, so, so the, yeah, the JSON that you're, so what you're saying is that the, the input into multivocal is a JSON. Mm-hmm. One of those things being in action.
0: Well, no, no, the input that would come in the, so. All of the so, the so the way, at least I think, as I understand it, the way the Alexa webhook works mm-hmm. is that Alexa sends a chunk of JSON. Yep. Okay. With a bunch of fields that includes things like, you know, the, the user account information, the yep. account that's speaking at the time.
1: Very similar, similar, right. same purpose as, Session as ID. what actions on Google right. sends you, that same purpose of the JSON, yes.
0: Right, similar fields in different locations. And and multivocal will have, it does have a way to handle pulling data out from different locations. One of those fields, and this may be a question, this is more a question, is one of those fields the intent name?
1: Yes, one of those fields in the, in the request JSON is,
0: the intent name okay so so what Multivocal would need to do is it extracts the intent name just like it does for the you know for for dialogue flow and action builder
1: yep.
0: the difference is that in trying to figure out what the action would be instead of looking to that json it would need to take the intent and look up you know go to a table somewhere and say, this intent under these circumstances maps to this action.
1: Yeah, but you don't want
0: that code in multivocal, right? You'd have to call back out into the... Nope, I want it in multivocal. Oh, oh, okay. I want it in multivocal because one of multivocal's kind of core principles is, as much as possible is configuration-based. So you would put in your configuration somewhere here are the intents and here are the actions that it maps to. Okay, I see that. If you're using Alexa, and if you're using uh, some other device that does not have the same notion, you need the same sort of mapping, but it might be different intent names, because Alexa has its own custom intent names in some cases. So,
1: yeah, well, no, yeah, so- and it's a little bit more complicated because there's not just an intent. If it's a launch, there's a launch intent,
0: ah, which that, looks differently. Okay,
1: which looks differently than an intent request because the intent request then has what the intent name is, and then there's the in the session end, which looks different. So there's there's kind of like, for one, it's, it all falls under the request JSON. There is a request section inside that request JSON. Which includes things like the request ID, and uh, I, okay. I think the locale, and but it's going to have a field that you can see: is it a launch, an end, or a an intent? Kind of like this: the the you know launch and end are kind of like the sandwich, the bread on the sandwich, and then all the intents have their own. And there's other special ones, like if if you've if you've called off into in skill purchasing, then you'll get an event coming back in. If you're an APL and you hit a button. You get in a user event, so there's going to be a there's going to be more than just those standard three. Okay. But but yeah, I it's doable though to say in, in different configuration situations when this happens, then it's going to map to this action.
0: How, how do you de- how do you detect which? So these are all just different kinds of objects that are in the request.
1: Yeah, and so what happens with both? Well, definitely with Jovo, I think with Alexa Skillskit um, V2 is that it kind of abstracts those out. So then you, you, cause there's a way in Jovo where you can just say, what was the, like, what was the route that I was getting sent to? And it would say, oh, you were going to go to launch or end or the name of the intent. And so there's, you could still get it as a string um, but you'd probably just have to add some logic to say if this property exists, then you know that it's a launch. So then treat it, you know, here's the string to use for launch, same thing within same thing for each of these other ones. And you know the half dozen or whatever there might be of the different request types, then you would just have to you know figure out how you're going to represent that in your system, and then use that string as the mapping to, or, or to help to map to the action.
0: Okay, so that makes sense. So so I could so if I detect a launch intent, I would create a, a intent with a fake name of launch or welcome or yes. whatever.
1: Yeah. You could abstract it however you wanted that That would make sense in your system. Yeah.
0: That all will fit into multi vocals, uh, pattern, I think. Oh, good. So, uh, promises to be interesting. I, I kind of like, uh, where I think this will end up.
1: So what you might want to consider is, you know, the different types of intents, um, which could be, like I say, a user event, that's like coming from a button press from the APL as well you'd want to be able to have those representative but you'd also want to be able to say as part of this condition that like that would make up how what determines an action would be the concept of a
0: state now so so here's the the fun thing about multivocal all right is 90% or so of what multivocal is is a template engine yep so even some of these conditionals can be written as template using the template language that already exists. Oh, nice. And it just returns a string. So as part of that, you would say, you know, test for these conditions. If these conditions are met, this is the string that represents the action name. And if it's these other conditions instead, it's this string that represents the action name. Oh,
1: I like that. That's that's interesting um, because I've had to do like weird things where I'm like, uh, I'm capturing, the next intent, and I'm capturing the yes intent, and I'm redirecting both to the you know one to the other, yeah. Uh, and then I get then I get to use the button press for next as well, and I have to map that to redirect to one of the. So it's interesting because I I do like the idea of of being able to say this is the action, and then maybe even like when you're do you have the ability to say if this is the action, then do some things and then change what action, what the action is. So, so you could so, use the action so, kind of to so, help determine what code runs, which might call an API, which would determine what the action changes to. Cause that's the, the, the final.
0: So there's two things. One um, sort of, but only sort of Okay. one of the, so, so you can register. So, so you do normally register an action handler. So then this is, this is the only thing that isn't configuration really is this is actually code that you run that does stuff to it. But one of the other things that you can define is what I refer to as an out tent. You have an intent, you have an out tent. Um, And this is just a string that you set. So you can set an out tent to be whatever you want it to be. And then multivocal has essentially a long, long list of things that it checks to see if it can find a response for. So it goes and looks and says, okay, you set the out tent to this value. Are there any responses set for, for that out tent? Nope, don't see any. Okay, let me go see, here's what the action is. Are there any responses set for this action?
1: Oh, okay. No.
0: So it, it kind of has a chain of things that it looks at. I mean, it and it also evaluates a bunch of other criteria as well, right. which I, we we should get into another time, but I'm not going to tonight.
1: <laughs> so it's a template uh, view engine.
0: Yeah, basically. all right So you know, as much and as much as possible, I wanted to put things in configuration because this meant that I didn't need to go change strings in code. Yeah, I didn't know hunt that down. It just meant you know, if I want to trigger an error, I'd set the out ten to Error, whatever. Yep. And it would pick an appropriate message from the list of things that are assigned to error, whatever. Nice. All right. And, and again, these responses are templated responses, which can have conditionals in them. So I could, you know, if it's one item that's being returned versus three items being returned, it can pull up a different set of responses. Yeah. That is more grammatically correct.
1: Yeah. Nice. Okay.
0: So and and now mixing into all of this will be information about you know what platform you're on, including is this Alexa
1: So you could have a situation where if the um, the outtent is a certain thing and it's and it would work across platforms then it would just use that one but you could have a platform specific version of an out tent yes that would then you know serve that up if it was
0: right And this is where things start getting chaotic.
1: So uh, <laughs> chaotic uh, good or chaotic evil.
0: I hope chaotic good <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's a die roll. it, it really is <laughs> And we'll get into all of this another time I think. yeah yeah I know that... I'm excited
1: about where this is going from what I understand now.
0: So hopefully within the next uh, within the next few weeks I will have at least a prototype version for uh, for Alexa with multivocal. And I'm pretty excited for that.
1: Yeah. No. Congratulations. That's that's cool. I know you've been thinking about it. You've been working on this project for years, and uh, and we've talked about Alexa support. So this is this is exciting. I, and we had talked at one point. We had I was like looking at some stuff from a year ago. We were talking about hey, maybe you could get speech markdown into Multivocal, and now it's already there. So. And now it's
0: there. I mean, that was that was a major release a couple of versions back, and it's it's not just that it's there. It's really a core component of of what Multivocal does. Um, it really takes a really takes advantage, and one of the updates for this release as well is going to be uh, improved voice support. Multivocal already has some support of the voice tag, and now it's going to be leveraging speech markdowns improved voice tag support as well. Excellent. Well, very nice. You
1: know, congratulations again on this project and and. Uh... Uh, you know, if it takes you one week or three weeks or whatever, I, I'm, I'm sure you'll solve whatever problems you run into, but uh, it'll be and good I'm to sure, see
0: And I'm sure I will be talking to you and others as I do run into those problems to make yes, sure please do. To, to try to iron things out. That sounds good. So well, the, that, thanks very much for all your help with this. It really- Oh yeah, you're welcome. Really, I think, may, you know, confirms that I think I'm on the right track to implement it.
1: Yeah, and layer, yeah. I like that extra layer of indirection that you get with the action too.
0: Really, you know, as I, as I built things more and more, it was surprising just how much you start thinking that way. And it really does help.
1: All right. Well, cool. I'm excited for you.
0: Thank you very much. And thanks for your help on this.
1: Uh, you're welcome. Well, we'll catch you on another episode um, of Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. And take care everybody. And uh, just be nice to everybody.
0: Thanksgiving's coming up. Be good it to is. everyone, folks.
1: Lots lots of things to
0: be grateful for. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.